Welcome to General Admission. Today is December 7th. We have an interview for you today that we're very excited about. We have Skylar Sarkis from Taking Meds. Um, you've probably heard us talk about them past month or two. Um, Dial M for Meds is the name of the album. It's it's so good. <laughs> album, album of the Year contender for the podcast. Big, yeah. It's it. I mean, it snuck into my top top stuff, and it's been it's only been out for like a few months, so it it was really got a lot of play. It's like early '90s vibes, Menzinger's vibes, uh, Jim Blossoms, Jim Blossoms. Yeah, it it's good. And we went we went back. We've been going back and forth with him for like a few weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. There was uh we almost had him on and then like it fell through. We got back to him, he got back to us. So like it, we were very excited to make this happen. Skylar's a good guy. And yeah, we appreciate his time and you know, anyone who comes on, we're very appreciative always. And when it's an artist whose music we really enjoy, it's just icing on top. Nice added bonus. Yeah. Um oh, one thing for this interview. His like, I don't know if there was some setting that accidentally got turned on or something. I don't like, I don't know if it's my fault or it was on his end or what, but when he would talk, if either of us would talk at the same time, it was like fading him out, which I hope isn't like a setting. Maybe that's something on his end because that's a ridiculous setting to have. But if you hear him like come in abruptly and stuff like that's, that's what's happening. I don't think we lost like too much because of it, but there were certainly times where his mouth was moving and we weren't hearing anything. So we'll just pretend all the zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dial M for meds. I'll, I'll play a little snippet. I've already, I've definitely plugged life support into this podcast already when me and Brett failed miserably to remember the lyrics. Um, that was fun. Yeah, we get into some lyric talk with him, uh, music videos, joking around as a band, being in different bands. Like we we're all over the place, but it was it was a really good chat. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're we're really grateful for his time. So uh, yeah, Skylar Sarkis taking meds. Let's talk to him. Okay, we now welcome on a very special guest. He is Skylar Sarkis, singer, songwriter, and guitarist for the New York-based band Taking Meds. He's zooming in from an elevator in the JFK airport, powered by a gas generator. Skylar, we have plenty of kindness for you tonight. Dialing for Meds is one of our favorites of the year. It's real exciting to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? How was uh, you guys are in Brooklyn last weekend right yeah brooklyn was awesome such a fun show um classic traffic and only sibling played and and then lurk obviously and us um was 
St. Vitus was really well attended. Classic Traffic is such a great band. Only Sibling played a man down and they were uh, they were great. Like really pulled off the three piece. And I just I like everybody in those bands. It was just like Brooklyn was really, really a good vibe, a good time. Um that's great. It, oh, it makes me more sad I couldn't make it. <laughs> I really wanted to go to that show. I've been this like I've been listening to you guys on repeat for like a couple months right now. What was that? You both live there. Uh, I'm in North Jersey. Brett's uh, a little further south, Central Jersey, like right by the shore. Cool. Down by Belmar. Nice. Yeah, but Brooklyn's not too bad. It's like kind of annoying, but it's not horrible to get to. I lived in Brooklyn for like nine years, so. I wasn't going to shows in in Jersey that often, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got plenty of spots in Brooklyn in the city, and it doesn't go both ways like that. But yeah, yeah. Even Manhattan, like you, it takes so long to travel such a short distance that it's like it kind of warps everything, you know. Yeah, for real. Um, how how much off the new album did you play? Like on tour, uh, so. The only it, we played seven, I think we only played a seven song set because interestingly enough, those the songs on the new album are like a little longer on the whole. Um, I don't know why they're definitely like the, the catchiest ones that we've written, but yeah, so we wanted to play for 25 minutes, so that ended up being a seven song set. And it was all new songs. We didn't play. We play all new songs. Um, and no one seems to mind. So that's pretty cool. Um, so this this tour, we we did Kindness in Boston because Jess, who sings on that song, was there. Her band was playing. Um, but, but at most of the shows, we, we did seven songs. The songs we didn't do were Kindness, um, just because that one's a little weird without all the backup singers and stuff and then uh we didn't do long tooth not for any particular reason we we want to do that one and we didn't do something higher because we've we kind of been we started playing something higher really early because it was it was just a fun one to play so we were like all right we can like put that one on ice for a bit oh yeah you're like burnt yeah. out on it a little bit just a little bit yeah, yeah. I, I love it i think it's a good song but yeah yeah, they all they all rip. I bet like like see the clowns is probably a lot of fun. Yeah, we open with that just because it's like it's strong, and if people aren't in the room, it's kind of a, it kind of has a good effect, like of drawing people into the room. And there's like a pretty lengthy instrumental beginning to it, you know. So rather than being like, could everyone move in, which is like <laughs> is a bummer. You just kind of like start ripping into like, you know, yeah, one of the rockers. Yeah, for sure. What was the closer? Memory Lane. Ooh, closing with the opener. What a move! (laughs) If I told you the whole set list, it's kind of like the album backwards. That's kind of fun though for you, just to like waiting out, and then, um, 
life support yeah it was literally like the album backwards life support aftertaste outside memory lane oh wow that yeah it's like literally yeah literally backwards do you miss screaming because you don't really scream as much compared to like the other two albums you know i don't i have a lot of feelings about that i i'm i sing in a hardcore band so i don't i'm not like done screaming but i just i think when you're gonna mix singing and screaming the way that we were doing it wasn't super cohesive in my opinion i i know people would disagree with me and people always want to hear unplug that's like the one song that people are like they yell out like nobody's like play county border bars you know because like i don't know it's just too old i guess but yeah people always want to hear unplug and i like that song i just i think this the difference between like something like stranger who stares and something like unplug is so stark and i think it's confusing and i think it sounds confused so i i know people might not agree with that but for a long time the the like um motto or whatever the mo of this band was to just to do whatever we want and more recently like on the last you know even on terrible news i didn't really scream much and we because we were like we want to start finding a sound and we want it to be we want it to be like not even like a rock and roll band but like a a rock band with like really melodic vocals, you know, like I like melody and I like singing and I like good singing. Like I like good singers, you know, I also like bad singers and I also like rock and roll, like somewhere in between singers, you know, that's kind of how I feel about it in general. Like punk has like bad singers. Yeah. Fucking hardcore. And then like rock and roll has guys like Mick Jagger or like Roger Daltrey who like, they're not good singers, but they're, really good vocalists you know what i mean and then a lot of the and then a lot of like indie rock you could kind of go either way i guess but a lot of stuff i like from the 90s their vocalists are really good like billy corgan's a really good vocalist you know what i mean just an example yeah yeah. lemonheads evan dando's a good vocalist like he i mean maybe not every performance but like on the records it's really really good really really melodic and We've always been a 90s, sorry for this long-winded answer, but we've always been a band that's like almost exclusively influenced by music from like the early to mid-90s. And some of the more indie rock stuff that we take inspiration from, like Super Chunk and Arches of Loaf and you know, I don't know, Sebado, Dinosaur Jr., Guided by Voices, that kind of shit, where they, the, the singing is sort of more about the character and less about the, like, proficiency or whatever. It's like, we've been recording with, with John Markson, our old bass player, since the beginning. We've had records that sound more hi-fi than those records since the beginning 
it's not i'm not like really i don't really have the kind of voice like um bob pollard or someone like that where you can get away with i mean he's a good singer too but you know what i mean or like i don't have like a pave i can't do like a pavement thing you know like i guess i don't do that i can't i can scream or i can sing and i didn't want to have like that super clean and then super aggressive um i think there needs to be a way that those are like threaded together for me to like that in music so i realized that like I think if I was a listener, I would be like, I would want this band to pick a lane, you know? And I always felt like we were more on the melodic side, even though we'd throw a song like Unplug in there. So like, yeah, I guess the trade-off is like on the last two records, we had Sit Go and we have Kindness and just get a little, I talk, you know, and maybe I yell a little bit, but like, that's basically my answer is I, f I felt that we needed to pick one. So you think this will be a lane you probably stick in at least for now? For taking, for taking meds. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't opposed to like doing another band that isn't a hardcore band, but has like more like, you know, I don't know the vocal, the, the, the style of vocals that I would do in taking meds, I was trying to be like, most of my inspiration for them was from like Rev Summer bands or like Rev Summer revival bands. And I'm not sure that's how it was coming across in a band like Taking Meds either. So, but I would always be down to do like kind of a more uh, atonal, like yelling rock, uh, punk rock type thing, you know. But for this band, I think melody and hooks and guitar solos are on our side taking meds was born out of such gold is that like accurate yeah yeah definitely yeah so or now, of, if, now if you have another idea you're just gonna you're just gonna keep having new bands yeah. sprout off of everything i like it I, yeah i don't know like i don't know where this band is gonna go i i, I really want it to like keep growing and i think that it might but yeah if it doesn't i'm yes, you're having fun stop <laughs> to another band like i'm not stop touring and like writing songs you know so yeah that's great but i'm like not musically i'm like just i feel like we're just at the beginning of this like sound that we're pursuing because i'm excited like we're already writing another record and shit you know like oh, hell yeah psyched so you guys like nailed the 90s pop rock like i'm a huge sucker for that kind of music and yeah i was reading like another interview you did where you kind of where you talked about it and like you turned me on to sugar like i've never gone down that road before so thank you for that that was a nice little yeah story. they're great i'm glad you got into them it's it's kind of funny how how like how much sugar there is in there because like I really just like this one record. I really like that one record, Copper Blue. We listened to File Under Easy Listening on this tour, and that was the first time I think I'd ever gone front to back with it. Also very good. Um, so I slept on that, I guess. But yeah, and like Ben, I don't think Ben was as into sugar as me even. So it's, it's kind of cool how much like 
came through on this record and like how many people are bringing it up because i'm not i'm not mad at that at all that's that's a great band you know you got that jim blossom sound too at times that's very intentional on my part i fucking love that i love it too. <laughs> yeah like and that's like another thing with this record is i was like i'm not I'm not afraid to lean into the stuff I liked when I was a little kid listening to the radio. Like, I don't care that it's a little like, cause my lyrics aren't like gin blossoms lyrics. So I don't care if the music sounds like that. I like that. I like how that sounds. It makes me feel good, you know, makes me feel happy. So I'm happy to lean into the more, like you said, just straight up like pop rock elements. Because I would agree that's kind of what that is, you know. Nothing hits like 90s radio either. Many, many memories. You just sit in my room with the <laughs> radio on for age. hours. It's just my age. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I love all, I love all the like the leads that you put in the verses. Like that kind of That's all like, yeah, he's he's getting really good. And I think it's really awesome. It's it's almost like having like a backup vocalist because it's like it's mirroring the vocals but not exactly and it just it i find some of those leads as catchy as the vocal melody like i sing like the oh, guitar yeah. part in like uh see the clowns like that down 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 like i yeah. do that every time i listen to it i have like, to make that noise. all back yeah totally man it yeah he is sometimes the, the crazy thing is like he wrote see the clowns um besides the vocals he wrote the music and I actually like did like I played off of that riff. I was like, oh, I'll make a call. So that's the response kind of thing. And it's just very naturally something that you hear because he is writing such catchy music and it makes it believe like, I don't know how long you guys have been listening to us or like which of our records you've heard, but like some of the stuff on I hate me, it's very challenging to write vocals to that stuff. And I, I always have wanted, I like music that, that sticks in your head and you can sing along to, you know, I, I like challenging music, but at the end of the day, I'm not one of those people who like needs it to be that I, I need a little bit of sweetness, you know, too, in my life. So I always wanted to make these angular, weird taking med songs as catchy and melodic as i could which i think led to people just comparing us to jawbox all the time which is fine but um yeah it's so much easier <laughs> to write to write over something like see the clowns where you're like god damn this is sweet you know yeah because you were like almost borderline like proggy on the earlier stuff like <laughs> that's what it ends up sounding like you know and and that's super cool yeah, called Jawbox Proggy. I I really like a lot of Jawbox, but I'm not interested in making prog rock at all. So when you find yourself being called Proggy, <laughs> I don't not I don't think being like I don't think it's like a dirty word. So I'm like, cool, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to be the case though, and I'm not. I don't listen to prog, you know, at all. So I'm not. I'm not sad to like leave that behind, you know. Yeah. You weren't trying to write an Emery Wars epic like Coheed. 
no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget what song because we're so we're newer fans. Like we found you off Dial M for Meds, cool. and then I've gone. I've since gone back, but I don't know those albums. Like I like I know this album front to back. Like yeah, already. I but cool. I think that's cool, and I think it'll be cool for people to go back and either be like, oh no or like be like wow that's cool this band was being kind of a lot weirder for like yeah years you know because I, I listened to um your 2021 album i'm forgetting the name right now but uh yeah, it is from wonderful men yeah yeah one no, of maybe like, the first song one of the songs it was towards the end just went into this like crazy tony like bass spacey thing and i just i thought it was really cool yeah that's i was digging that yeah that's that record's a good bridge from the old stuff into this record because that record we were like all right we need we let's like write choruses you know because <laughs> before that we were like there's a chorus there's a chorus if not we don't care yeah yeah right. which which is fun but it might not yeah, it get was. things to stick quite as much we as we did it because that's what we wanted to do at the time and that's not what we want to do anymore so yeah was that the album you did the documentary for? Did you yeah. ever get your Radisson points figured out? <laughs> Dude, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I've ever stayed at a Radisson. <laughs> there used to be one in Rochester that was sort of, it was big. So they had conventions there because they had a big convention room there. So they would have like the tattoo expo there and like uh motorcycle stuff there and like just whatever conventions were in town would be at the radisson which i think is where and i just think the name is kind of funny so i don't think i've ever i certainly don't have a, any uh i don't have an account a rewards account but i don't understand it it's because they wouldn't let you switch over to your dad's account right that that video was i was dying yeah, I always wonder <laughs> how he feels about that. I think he thinks it's funny. You got to run that back for for another album. Yeah, it was a lot, the thing is, it was a lot of work. Just like the Heineken stuff, it was a lot of work, and I I know people like it and and appreciate it, but I don't think that it like helps the band in any way. Honestly, Pro probably not. It's just fun it for the would. fans. I thought it would, which is why I did it, but it does. It didn't seem to. So I was like, okay, and it's super fun. I have a good time with it, but it's like, it's a lot of work that I could be, that I could spend like improving like the visual elements of our band and doing the shit that like successful people do. <laughs> are you yeah. on, are you on TikTok or anything? I, I forgot to we investigate TikTok. <laughs> we have a TikTok, but I, I don't feel like I'm like super literate with that platform. So I'll just yeah. post. I'll just post like the same thing I would post to Instagram reels. I'll post that. To TikTok. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I approach it. Fine. With You have great comedic timing though. I feel like you could run with that if, if you wanted to well, figure it out. Cause I wanted to just be in comedy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Late though. It's weird though. Like the way it is today, like sometimes <laughs> that kind of stuff is what gets people to your band. Like it, and I, we've talked to so many bands who are like, I don't want to play that game. Like I just want to write songs and stuff. Oh, no, like, yeah. I think people probably saw me do that and thought it was corny too. You know, like bands take it seriously what they do, you know, and I get that. I was just trying to like, I was so resentful that I had to like 
network and care about marketing and care about like our image and and like branding and all those these words that people use yeah. once like a manager and stuff which we don't have but i talk to enough people and shit like so i just thought like well maybe my version of it will be like lampooning it and i think it worked on some level but like i'm not gonna keep doing it because our band's not a joke it's like the songs are serious you know yeah i mean it's funny but like I don't know. I, I'd like it to be more about the music right now, I think. And the Heineken shit is exhausting. So like I'm doing all that stuff is is super time consuming. And it's like not a ton, not a ton of payoff other than I get to watch it one time and laugh. Wait, and what's that, what's the Heineken stuff? I don't think I, I saw that. You don't know about that? No. I, I thought I did research. I think I, know either. <laughs> I, I, think I took it off our I might have archived it on our Instagram, but if you go to my personal Instagram, there's like two years in a row, I did like a 25 days of Christmas countdown where I'm like harassing. The first year I'm harassing Heineken to sponsor me with their non-alcoholic beer and threatening to relapse if they don't sponsor me. I send like a threatening video every day. And then the following year, I pretended that I was working for them and they were like making me do like super illegal stuff and like get, get kids into like Heineken and stuff. <laughs> Second year was way more like abstract. I didn't tag them because it was like probably slander, like actually. So I was like, I don't want to get a cease and desist or worse, you know? So I didn't tag them that time. And it was just like more far-fetched and not as funny. And I was like, fuck this. So I'm not doing it this year. We're already on December 4th and I'm just, I'm just chilling. I, I put on a festival yesterday in Rochester and like just kind of doing more music stuff. And that's the hardcore fest. Yeah. How'd, how'd that go? I didn't realize that was this time of year. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> not <laughs> easy running a festival. It was great, but like we had a venue fall through and then a second venue fall through and a third venue agreed to host it a little bit larger and it was and we and it like oversold at the door. I didn't do pre-sales. So it like oversold at the door. So if we had had it at either of the prior two venues, it would have been a, a huge disaster. So it was a blessing that we got to do it at this venue in Rochester, but then I don't know where the miscommunication was, but the staff became like very agitated that there was moshing and stage diving going on. That's and this was a venue that posted, yeah, but <laughs> this was a venue that right. I, I, I was very strict. Well, the thing is it's, it was like the person who, who got me in to have the show wasn't, wasn't there. And so the people who were on staff had a very different idea of, how the venue should be run i guess it's it's kind of a long story but yeah this place like hosted like knocked loose before they were huge terror Madball. so i'm not sure what the issue was but the show almost got shut down several times i was just on pins and needles um but we made it through the end of the night and it was great all my friends got to play in front of like 
couple hundred people buried alive played in hindsight it was great but i'm still like i'm just still recovering yeah plus i I got back from tour on friday and then this was two days later and now i'm here you know i kind of like took a big nap today and shit i'm just still recovering yeah whatever yeah yeah, it's I mean this time of year is crazy and we're not we're not even in bands and it's just like it's yeah. just stuff going on constantly. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Life. It's crazy in like the press too, like the like social media and shit. It's just everybody's like wrapping up the year and like I get it, but it seems to be like a time that the year end shit I think is is really appealing to like a lower part of the the human brain. In terms of like, I just don't care about it. I just don't. It's just like identity masturbation, you know, like Like needing a list. We don't need a retrospective of some shit that just fucking happened. Like, I just don't feel I don't get it. I don't post my wrapped. I don't care. You did have the best rap video on Spotify, though. I thought I didn't think it was good. I thought (laughs) congrats on the jacket. (laughs) That jacket's sweet. Did you? uh, It was a sweet jacket. Did you run through a few ideas or is it just like submit something to Spotify and then like we had they just fire it off? Matt from Smart Punk was like, you want to do this? And he was like, if you want to do it, I'm just letting you know it's a thing. And I was like, seems like a good thing to do. So I just like, you know, I just take the camera and fucking do it like six or seven times until i nail some stream of consciousness thing and then i'm like okay that stuck that ending it i i have to time it to be exactly a minute i have like a little bit of ocd with that so yeah can't be over can't be under has to be a minute and i did that and then i don't know i thought it was funny enough and then you know, I submitted it like three months ago, and then when it came out, I was like, it's funny. <laughs> I liked saying it. I don't I don't mind the rap just because like we listen and talk about music nonstop. So it's to I, me it's interesting, like what I like seeing what, what my friends listen year? to yeah. and everything. And I and hear what I, yeah. I don't mean to be so negative about it. And I, I I don't think I listen to music in the same way that a lot of people do. And I have to like always remind myself that because it's like I spend too I spend so much time like worrying about my own shit and my own music that I don't I wish I gave myself more time to enjoy music, which is just like a personal thing that I wish right now. And I remember when I did, and I, I know that this whole thing exists because people love music so much. So I get that. And I I, I wasn't trying to come off as like so negative but i I, it's more so just a a it bums me out a little bit that like the the ability for artists to be artists in december kind of shuts down in a certain way yeah i do like that like the world shuts down for the holidays i like christmas so i like that but but in terms of like press and social media and like kind of the ecosystem that we're living in now, it shuts down and it's like, well, you can't 
put any music out or yeah, you're not going to make any awesome, best of man. lists and you can't really have a show unless you want to like make it a holiday show people don't really tour blah 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 it's just kind of like it's just every time we get here for like the first half of december i'm like fuck this i just don't like it but it's again it's just personal as an artist it's not i don't mean to be so negative no it's cool it, it is interesting because you're right like the last i mean the last new albums we listened to was like what Brett, like menzingers and gaslight in like yeah. october like because people i guess if you want to make a year end like best of or whatever like you're kind of shortchanging yourself if you do it in november or december like a lot to you though we should look at all the best albums that came out in these two months like in the 90s and stuff put a couple albums out in november never december though i don't know if it was a this is going to reveal some ignorance on my part but i don't know if it was as much of a thing in the 90s i feel like it wasn't no that's why i'm thinking there's probably great albums that came out in november december yeah. because nobody was thinking about that stuff yeah, yeah i don't know you need but... some math guy to like do a big chart yeah <laughs> it's not gonna be me <laughs> yeah back hurts i'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah join the club <laughs> we talk about 90s music and complain about our backs it's it's how it works here <laughs> where we're at now in life so. <laughs> what's yeah, the next purchase after the jacket though i've spent so many i'm constantly buying clothes it's a it's my new problem you have that international success artist income now yeah you gonna get one of these <laughs> Nice Hawaiian shirt. You can play in for shows. I don't like <laughs> shirts really. Um Is that probably my, my Christmas hat. You watch your audio tree, so <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like never been a Hawaiian shirt wearer, but I got I got a good one recently that I like unironically wear. We're, but we're, the band can't wear them, right? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> just conservative is the best way to go i think i don't know they all have their own style of dressing yeah that video that audio tree was was great i like that there were at least two youtube comments were like who did this guy think he is telling telling his bandmates what to wear i'm like how do you not get this is like a gag oh, so awesome <laughs> i love i think like the you get more out of someone not getting it the gag than you do out of like a laugh in that situation because you're kind of very low level trolling you know yeah like when someone just gets mad at you because they they don't know you're kidding it's the asshole in me just really i take so much joy in that and it's innocent, you know. Yeah. I mean that those little bits are just for fun. Yeah. And it's it's fun as a, a viewer. Cause then if you get it, then you're in on the joke and this guy doesn't get it. It's just yeah. Crazy. Say I, like, so I feel like no one jokes around on those either. So it was like so different and out there and unique. Just nope. made it awesome. <laughs> Don't 
cut it. Don't turn the camera off. Like, we're going to get weird, but we're kidding. And they were like, okay. And then, like, the camera crew, or, like, I think we told that to, like, the sound people. And then the camera crew came in, and we told, like, one of them, like, don't turn the cameras off because we're going to do weird shit. Don't turn them off. It's going to be funny. And they were like, okay. And then, like, I think there was someone, one of the people, one of the camera people didn't know. And at the end was just like, I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I told like three people, (laughs) I don't know. Cause I don't know how it was during COVID and they were kind of like, it was kind of a modified version of audio tree. Cause if there had been an interviewer, we wouldn't have even done that. We would have just done a normal interview, but we, I don't know when we drove out there from New York city or whatever, somewhere, Rochester, maybe we were just, like just driving to Chicago and just came up with that idea. Thought it would be funny. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we enjoyed to, it. To bring it bring it back to the album, as a huge fan of alliteration, paralyzed parrot and motorized moron. Yeah. <laughs> is that just fun words to pair together? Or is there anything behind uh, that? Because I I love those word pairings and they're so random. At least paralyzed parrots. Paralyzed parrot is just like. I mean, there's like a very surface level meaning to it. It's yeah, just a lot of talking, but no action, and then motorized moron oh, is okay. uh, the opposite. But no uh, progress, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very cool. I feel like I probably could have picked up on that. I was just really enjoying the alliteration. <laughs> it, I mean. Yeah, no, I've, the main point of it is that it sounded good alliteratively. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, I, I was reading some interview and you were kind of wrestling with the idea of like, do lyrics matter like to the listener? Because it, it seemed like like you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. And I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but you were felt like you were saying how some of the catchier songs like you feel like you could almost be saying anything and and it wouldn't matter. And that's like a bummer. Am I, am I even close here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that there's like a, there's like a musicality to words. So like, it does have to sound good to people's ears. You couldn't just be saying anything, but the thing that you're saying doesn't mean, much a lot of times and people still like the song and that can get frustrating to me sometimes just because what elevates music from good to great for me is when those words that have musicality also have meaning and like speak to some part of you where you're like oh yeah that's how I feel or whatever you know like when you're you relate to something and you know i don't like it's hard i think it's harder for me to like relate when something i'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding like a pretentious asshole but like i don't like cliches don't make me feel that way you know um 
they make they work when I'm in like an AA meeting and they say like um I came for my drinking and stayed for my thinking. Super yeah. trite. Like it has meaning to me. It's a lot of meaning, you know, something like that. I they're all they're all like just sayings like that, you know what I mean? But I don't want that in art because we have that in motivational self-help like there's a, other ways to consume that stuff and i'm not saying you can't have it in in music i just i just personally like cliches don't make me feel pulled into music they make me feel like more like i mean use a dramatic word but like insulted by the music like really like you think i'm that dumb and also that's all you're gonna do that's all you got for me like use the medium to like to like talk about something in a way that maybe is fresh you know and maybe ha has like some like piece of your dna in it that make you significant as an artist you know because if you're, who, you're just... I forgot who the comedian was, but he had like this bit a couple years ago, where like he broke down like every morning by Sugar Ray, and like when you dig deep down to that song, like it, the lyrics make zero sense, <laughs> but it's such a catchy song, no one cares, and people just sing the words even though it doesn't really mean anything, or and it's just gibberish thrown together at times too. Speaking like, of what that reminds you of, <laughs> Spotify Wrapped, I think my number three this year was Oasis, and they do that. They do that <laughs> like big time. So I'm not saying it's valueless when you do it. I'm just saying I don't want to do it. And nothing wrong with that. For the most part, the stuff that sticks with me and is like my like all timers list is people who don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's just something that elevates music for me to that place uh, where i get like religious about it the way people do about music where i'm like you don't understand what this means to me something like bill callahan or you know for me like i love the drive-by truckers like just good writing you know so, yeah i always feel like like melodies will pull me in but then the lyrics will keep me coming back yeah and i like a lot of stuff that doesn't have the melody there it just has the lyrics you know and like like speaking of you know challenging listens i like a lot of stuff like that too and but you know i but i really like when it has both like that's really cool and i'm I'm a big wilco fan and i've always felt like he's really good at doing both um you ever read his book about songwriting it's pretty cool want to yeah yeah i i haven't kept up with wilco they the it, it's like one of those things like i hate to say it but as an artist gets older i'm i'm maybe like not as connected to what they're talking about and that happened for me with with wilco with jeff a little bit but like it doesn't matter because there's so many albums of theirs that are just so huge for me um, and I would love to read his book. I've heard a lot about it. It's cool. It's more about like songwriting and like just different techniques and things like that, which on some level might 
make his lyrics seem like less um important but it's not necessarily that like he's only using these techniques but it's just well, like it, it's cool just how to write songs and sometimes i talking about i'll be honest <laughs> well but i feel the same way about bob dylan and, and other lyricists that i like and it's not it 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 seems a lot more um i don't want to say intentional but thoughtful it seems more thoughtful than like sugar ray for example no just oh. sugar ray of course still enjoy many other songs yeah called every morning or I think it's every, is it called it it's called every morning right or that just the words <laughs> beats me but it might as well be called that if it's not i hope that's what it's called for as many times they say that in the song so <laughs> And my cousin used to love that song when we were little kids. I did too. Like the comedian was like, it was just like borderline creepy. It was like you have the background vocals, like shut the door, baby, don't say a word. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Sexy, depending on how you want to look at it. It's very true. I wanted to ask about about kindness on the record because <laughs> kindness is like it's just different enough that when it comes on, you're like, wait a second, like like. Maybe it's just a little slower tempo-wise than the rest of the album, or I'm not I'm not exactly sure what sets it apart for me. I mean, you said you have Jess uh, Hall on vocals, but I mean, you, I would say you just are using your ears properly, and it's very very strange. It's a, it's an outlier track on the album. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Did was that was there any question if that was going to be on the album? Yeah. Ben and I didn't want it on the album. And James and Noah were like essentially they didn't, they didn't like say this, but essentially the feeling was like you guys get to make all the decisions and we just really want this song on the album because we really like it. And we were like, okay. Because it's a good song. And oh, we yeah on the last album so we were like whatever we'll put it on the album i like it you know yeah i i yeah, think can it... i say that it should be in like a tv or like a <laughs> on tv or in a movie it has like a nice little like episode ends credits start rolling and the song kicks in that would be or great. even like over a montage or something it could work that would be awesome yeah that would be sweet i i i think it's like kind of like a breath of fresh air like in the not the album needs, you know, a breath of fresh air, but it just you're rocking away, and then this one comes on, and it, and it it makes you think a little bit more because you're like, wait, something's something's a little different with this one, and I love like the the harmonies in it are great, like all the ahs and all that, and yeah, no, the yeah, song is super cool. I don't dislike the song, and I also I'm not like bummed that it's on the album. I'm I'm happy with it, but. Um... Yeah, it's it's different. And I, I just I kind of told myself, like. This wouldn't turn me off. If it was on. Like, there's a lot of like, I can't think of a better example than Blur right now. Who I'm not like a diehard Blur fan, but I like their, you know, I like Blur and I like their records. Not as much as as some other um, rip hop stuff, but. They would totally have a track like that. 
on one of their records, you know, and I kind of just told myself that and was like, it's not like a, it's not like a, an unprecedented thing to do or a weird thing to do, you know, like it's fine. Yeah. Also the song, just cause I'm not singing, it's like still catchy, right? Super repetitive also. So yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And then speaking of different songs, I got my, my Blink-182 poster up behind me. Your roller coaster cover. Oh, oh I heard it. <laughs> Nick dug that up. Yeah. That was, that was wild. I love the description being this. They wouldn't put this on the EP because it sounds too much like the original. Research, man. That's awesome. That, dude, that, that was... A, I loved it for how different it was. Like, what? what how did you guys even, like, get to that? We were just fucking around. We were just trying. <laughs> Do you want there's 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 a story behind that actually? We're just assholes. So someone asked somebody asked us someone from the UK asked us to be on a Blink 182 tribute com. And nobody hates Blink 182, but we don't, you know, I don't know. They're fun to fucking make fun of you know i don't know and and also we were like 24 at the time it's not something i would do now but we were like let's just make like an insane like beaver dream piece of shit cover and like our first drummer was still in the band and we were just like he's he's like He's great. We were like, just do some like free jazz, like fucking around, like frantic soloing shit. And then we'll just make, I think like Ben learned like the lead, but then I don't know how we played it. So like sloppy, but we just tried to make it into this, like just smeared around horrible version of that just sort of has like motifs of roller coaster in it. And then I just did the lyrics in that stupid voice. Like with very little like intent other than being fun. No zero intent other than to be funny. And probably just to ourselves, you know. But then so we did that and we were like, we listened to it and laughed and we were like, this is so funny. You know, and then we sent it to the kid. And he was like, this is amazing. And we were like, oh, man, so glad you like it. Like, we were worried you weren't going to want to put it on the comp because we wanted it to be on the comp. So people would be like, they're that band that did that. What the fuck is up with that band? But so, I, you know, we said, we're so glad that you that you're cool with it. We thought you were going to want to put it on the comp. And then he was like, wait, are you not going to do like a real cover? I thought it's like a joke. We were like, no, this is our submission. And he was like, I'm I'm sorry, I I'm not gonna use this. And we were like, okay. And it was like <laughs> he told you we loved it and then didn't use it. <laughs> he thought it was a joke. He thought we were like sending it as a joke and then we were gonna send an actual cover. <laughs> he was probably bummed, you know. It was a it was yeah. It was shitty. It was kind of shitty, but it was funny. 
it was yeah it's you listen to it and then you stop you're like what did i just listen to yeah and we don't know guy, and he didn't like really do anything to us and we kind of wasted his time but it was we thought it was really funny so i don't care but that that uh that logic is exactly how tribute comps though we don't we're good yeah i mean that's how i don't know if you're familiar with the band microwave but they did a a sublime cover on a comp and it was like i think it was was it summertime brett or what i got no it was santeria goes pop yeah and they did it like really like dreamy and like it was just wildly different from the original and that made me want to listen to them more and then i like sought them out and now fucking love that band yeah we did um we did a fugazi comp that was also a, a uk thing years later um i don't know how much we that cover wasn't that much of a like departure from from fugazi's version but we did an rem cover that was pretty unique i thought i love doing covers we're gonna release a cover early 2024 also that is pretty pretty different i mean sonically pretty different than the original so not roller coaster different no (laughs) that stuff is like i i'm think i'm probably done trying to blend my like the more obnoxious parts of my sense of humor in with my band you know and back then it was like really obnoxious because we truly like didn't care if any like there was no audience in mind when we did shit like that we were just doing it so that we could all sit in the in john's control room and laugh that was it is the cover coming out hey jealousy no that's been covered too many times but we covered follow you down a lot this fall live that's a good one very loyal cover though really fun really really fun maybe allison road next if i had to do another gin blossom song i might do like lost horizons maybe yeah i like that choice love that i love that band but i follow you down seemed like the perfect choice for us so probably not gonna do another one anytime soon so you said you already have been working on new music uh you got more shows lined up too or yeah we're announcing um when is this gonna come out uh thursday we're on wednesday we're announcing a tour with sweet pill so don't release this before we announce this. <laughs> I'll keep an eye It'll out. Maybe on Thursday morning. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to get in trouble. But that's not till May. So I'm I might get to work and put some stuff together for like March. But we're nice. gonna... we're dying to see you guys. I I really wanted to go to that Brooklyn show. It's kind I'll of bummed. Try to make a jersey date happen or something or we might have to settle for Brooklyn. That's fine. I, I like Brooklyn. <laughs> we'll be there. 
This awesome. any, we'll be... Have any bands reach out to like take you on the road with them? Like following this record? Sweet though. Yeah. Um I meant for like for like more of a I guess twenty twenty four, like later on. This is in May of twenty. Oh, that's right. You said that. <laughs> um other than that, nothing concrete, but hopefully. Yeah. Like the combo of sweet pill and taking meds as a tour. Yeah. Oh, the prescription. The prescription tour. <laughs> Big pharma tour. <laughs> there's a there's a third band on it that doesn't fit into that combo, so it'll kind of offset it a little, but yeah. Damn. Not the spin <laughs> doctors. No. <laughs> medical in there well but i believe the band dr dre i don't because i don't know this for sure or not but yeah it's not overtly medical oh <laughs> uh, cool well i hope we can make it I'm definitely gonna try to and looking forward to new music and everything i mean i'm happy with the music you got out but definitely look forward to more and yeah. i got we got to explore your back catalog so that's exciting always fun yeah you got to hear roller coaster yeah that made it all worth it (laughs) very deep cut (laughs) i think we did another blink cover i don't know like we probably never put it on Bandcamp. we did a first date one too it wasn't as good it was more off the wall and so stupid Uh, that that song's probably better off being crazy and stupid. Go <laughs> the new Blink record. Uh, we, uh, I liked it initially, and then it kind of wore off more quickly than I would have liked. Haven't really gone back to it since. Yeah. Yeah, it was just more like the excitement of them putting out a record together, because like we grew up with them and everything, so like it has that factor. No, I did too. I did too. I, you know, for like those years that they were on top, they were awesome, man, for sure. Tom, yeah. everybody thought so. Icon. Yeah, they were the so- go to crowd pleaser. You put them on around like anyone and no one will complain. Yeah. Yeah. It was always crazy to, to hear like my friend. Like Normie, older sisters were getting their Blink 182 tickets to go to Darien Lake. And I was like, it's weird that these people like technically like a punk band, you know? And now it's like a thousand dollars to see them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some good fish shows at Darien Lake. (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) I don't know when the last time it is that fish played Darien Lake late 90s probably i just i always see darian lake jams pop up recently than that dave matthews always played there i just feel like fish is so huge i'm sure i don't know i'm not on top of my my fish schedules you still go to get out to a lot of shows being in a band and touring yes work yeah mostly hardcore shows or like stuff in the take general taking meds world um mostly hardcore shows because i just that's what i like to like 
that's just kind of like the people I hang out with when I'm not when I'm home, you know. But uh, Buffalo gets a lot of good like tours through there. Like I went to like the Anxious and Wonder Years show the other day. Anxious played after your album for me today, and they were great. I never really listened to them before, and they're great, man. Definitely going back to that one. Awesome dudes too. Like I love those guys. Super, super good live. Definitely catch them if you can. That was the Greatest Generation tour, right? For Wonder Years? I think so, yeah. I'm actually not positive. Sweet Pill was on it, too. Sweet Pill, Anxious. and That was a good lineup. Wonder Years. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, I don't get to go to a lot of, like, things. I mean, I probably wouldn't go to a Fish show only because I'm not a, I'm not a Fish fan, and I don't like to be around that scene that much because there's just so much partying and drugs, and yeah. especially now. But um, I would love to to see like Bob Weir or like I never got to see Dead and Company. I would go to one of those shows. I don't get to go to a lot of like bigger shows. Um, last one I went to was Morrissey in Washington Heights in October. That was awesome. I do cool. I love going to shows like that because then I get to be like I'm just I'm just a fan, you know, like I'm not participating in any way other than like just assuming the music and it fucking rules, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Because like the hardcore shows and stuff, like you're in the pit or you're singing and all this and the bigger shows you can love movies so much and one of my best friends the guy who does all our videos luke lecount is an aspiring filmmaker and has put out a short film and is currently in in the production of another one and he's like dude i can't he goes through these periods where he's like i can't watch movies like i haven't watched a movie in four months i fucking hate movies and it's because he's so close to it you know and like I don't feel that way about music necessarily. Music's a little different, but like I get it. And I, and more so I'm saying the reason I like movies so much is because I don't make movies. It's fun to watch. I don't play sports. So it's, I don't really keep up with sports, but it's fun to watch sports. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to see people be really good at something. And as you get older, you can appreciate like how good how good they are and like what that means you know yeah did uh you said video guy was named luke uh did i think did he do the life sport video then how was it walking around new york in that gown (laughs) that's a friend fran that's in the video with me she's she's always like super helpful as well and my good friend but uh she was mortified I was laughing the whole time. The the B-roll of that is is funny because I'm just cracking up. But we were in Central Park in Brooklyn. Nobody would have batted an eye, I don't think. Or if we were in like Washington Square Park, nobody would have batted an eye. But in Central Park, people were like appalled. I don't know if it's because I was in a wheelchair or I think it was like 
that or or that Fran had like her boobs out and was like a sexy nurse or whatever. I don't know. But people were like like gasping and like pointing at us. And that's rare for New York. And uh someone Luke overheard someone say um I could see something like this happening in Florida but not here. Like as though it was like a conservative or like a right wing thing that we were doing, and like they were in some liberal mecca. Which so like the stupidity of that, like I don't care that those people were bothered, but oh man, yeah. And this one, this one like halal cart guy was like, "What are you doing?" You know, and we were like, they were like, "He's sick." They were like pointing because we just kept telling people I was sick. And then when they would ask what was wrong, we would be like, he's famous. And so they were like, he's sick. And the guy's like looking at me. He's in the video. He's going like this. And he was like, he's not sick. And he like, he was like, bad. That's bad. You know, we were like, sorry, man. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, people didn't like it, I guess. The joke about being in hospital hospital gown or being in a wheelchair they didn't didn't like but whatever it was funny it was interesting to me that that people were so that people even cared about it at all and it just it made me realize how touristy manhattan is you know because people in new york wouldn't give a shit about that live there for nine years you guys are from there basically like it seems like the least crazy thing (laughs) that's the last thing they would give a shit about they walk past people like defecating adding an eye you know what i mean like like the subway entertainers yeah or or you know yeah stuff that anything that happens in the subway or or on the street or whatever like it's a very very populous crazy city like i love new york but yeah it's just another day in new york pretty much people filming each other dressed up in different ways all the time in brooklyn and manhattan you know like all the time you know it was very we've filmed a lot of stuff in brooklyn and generally the reaction in Brooklyn, if people care at all, is they just start filming you. But in Manhattan, yeah, like, well, not it's not even that it was in Manhattan. It's that it was in it was on the Upper East Side of Central Park. But people were like. For shame, you know, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Fran was so mortified. She was glad that it was over. Luke kept trying to end the shoot early because he felt so bad. And I was like, we don't have enough material. But the video definitely definitely came together. That's kind of the last... uh, Probably the last place where we use humor, maybe to our, our detriment, is in the music videos. But it's just so hard not to like do something funny when you get a chance to make a music music video. And actually that's 
one of my favorite things about Blink-182. Yeah, true. They, they're running they around naked. Or <laughs> golden era, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the Dude Ranch videos were funny. Really funny. Yeah, I, I should binge a bunch tomorrow. Like the Damn It one was like in a movie theater, I think. Damn It one's so good. It's so funny. Yeah, it rocks. That's my favorite thing about Blink-182, for sure. Their videos. So good. So what's your hardcore band? Is that Such Gold? Or you're not in Such Gold anymore? I, uh, I can't keep up on the timelines. No, yeah, I'm not in Such Gold. Um, I quit Such Gold in 2013, around the time that we started this. Um, just because I felt like I would be satisfied with this and then yeah then i had to figure a bunch of shit out in my own life but um i'm not in such gold i'm in uh a band i sing in a band called who decides which is rochester based and then i play guitar in a band called all for all which is syracuse based and um I occasionally record with my friend George in Cleveland and we do a project called Highway Sniper, which is also kind of a hardcore band. Definitely heavy. How do you manage all this stuff? It's a lot of bands. Well, stuff takes priority over other stuff and people are understanding. And then like with Highway Sniper, we don't, we just record. So we can like, you also like, I feel like different people write together in different ways but i we have like systems in all of our bands where like typically it's like one or two guys doing all the writing and that keeps it simple and like for me it's like i wrote life support in full but ben wrote like the other nine songs on the record aside from vocals for the most part and he wrote some vocal melodies here and there, but like for the most part, I do the vocals, but it's like, that's a, that's a workable system for us. Like you don't have to like, you can do all that without even ever seeing each other, you know, it's better to see each other. But so like George and George writes all the highway sniper stuff. And then I just put vocals over it so he can just send it to me and I can go to my studio and just record and send it back to him and somebody mixes it and then a record comes out we don't even have to see each other if we don't if we can't you know so you just figure out ways and like at this point i'm probably maxed out like i you know you take a break but like i haven't been doing a lot of growing stone stuff which i don't know if you know what that is but that's my my solo project oh but, no i gotta check it out like i was doing a lot more of that and then I started working on an album for it. And then I started playing a lot of hardcore bands. So that kind of took a backseat. But I'm putting another album out for that next year. So it is a lot. It is a lot. But I don't, I mean, I have a girlfriend. I have a part-time job. And I have a ton of support. And a ton of good friends. And I just make it work. I'm stressed out a lot of the times. But who isn't? <laughs> Yeah, who isn't right? And then that to me is preferable to being at a job and being like, what? Like, my life is slipping away. Cause right. I was there. 
I did that in my mid twenties. I I had, I was making a lot of money and fixing medical equipment for like a, like a third party tech company and traveling. And it, you know, it was a job. So it was like very, like, you know, like a hard job, like you get home and you're like, I'm, I just want to chill for four hours and then I have to go Mm -hmm. to, and I was just so sad that I, I was like, I can't believe, like, how am I going to play music? Like, I can't, I'm so unsatisfied, you know? Now, if I'm unsatisfied, it's in like a micro way where I'm like, I want to focus more on this band and less on this band. And then you just do it and you, you know, it's just, yeah. it's better. It's I'd not- rather, rather be stressed over how am I going to write all these songs than I have yeah. to get this report to my boss. Yeah, that's for sure. In half the time because it's so exhausting and my fucking back hurts. But other than that, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, we're happy that you're making killer music because we you. can't get enough of this album. And it's been awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on, Skylar. We really appreciate it. I'm I'm really sorry that that it took so long to to make it work. Thank you for your for being patient with me. Oh yeah, no, nah, we we know the deal. Like it's cool. Um, thanks for sticking with us and also cool. making it work. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully uh, we could see on the road in 2024. For sure. Cool. We're close by, so you'll have, I think it'll happen. Yeah, definitely. definitely. New York City is our favorite city to play, so. Love it. A short train ride away, so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Skylar. Have a, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. See ya. Thanks again, Skylar. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>